Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning into I Work For Him this, this afternoon as Martha and I broadcast from. We are in Tennessee, Jim, and in Nashville, Music City, Tennessee. Music City, <laughs> We keep USA. saying that because it, we are here with our friends from C12 Music City. And so that is how you differentiate which C12 group we're talking to this That's week. That's right. And we, this, these shows are made possible because of a synergistic partnership that we formed with C12 Music City. Dewey Green, Dwayne Murray, and Trent Messick. These guys have helped us put together a bunch of interviews for all week long here in Nashville. You can find out C12 Music City online at c12musiccity.com, c12musiccity.com. And we also want to thank Lipscomb University College of Business and Rob Touchstone. He's hosting us on campus for these broadcasts, and we are so grateful. Check them out online, lipscomb.edu forward slash business, Center for Business as Missions. That's Rob Touchstone, L-I-P-S-C-O-M-B dot E-D-U forward slash business. All right, Martha, how can people get in touch with us? Well, Jim, um, our website is a great place for all of the information. You know, it's interesting because somebody just asked us recently, um, are we actually on Stitcher? And that is a platform, one of the many platforms that we have our podcasts on. And they can find all of that if they go to um, our podcast page. And they can on iWorkForHim.com. I I the number four, him.com. Very good. I'm glad you know that. I've just been practicing a little bit. You have. You've known that. So we have all of the different platforms that we're on for podcasting, which is just a great after effect for um, when we have our live broadcasts are streamed on the internet on our website as well. But if you miss it or if you want to get subscribed so you can listen to them at any time. There's all kinds of options out there. And we'd love also to hear from you, our listeners. Give us a call on our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. We'd love for you to communicate with us. Hey, how do you like the show? Are there other guests that you'd like for us to interview? Uh, maybe you got some feedback for us. Whatever it may be, we love words of affirmations are really important. We'd love to have you leave us a message on our listener line. You know, I have an idea. Something that we haven't really talked about before is if people have read a book, um, we talk about books a lot. We, we love to books. read. God has gifted people with stories to be told and also just insight into things. So encouraging people, if there's something that we've not touched on and they've read a book that's really made an impact on them, we want to know about it. A book that's made an impact on you and how it's, how your faith is right. impacting your work. Uh, there are a lot of great books out there, and I've yes. had to limit myself. This year, I am trying to cut down 30% the numbers of books that I read this year, we're going to try to just limit it to 50, but I think yeah. I'm actually on track to do it down to 40, which would be fantastic. But if there's something that somebody's read um, that has to do with this conversation, uh, wrapping around, I work for him, we want to hear about it and make sure that we're not missing something that we could make a great impact on other listeners as well. That's right. So as we said, we are on location at Lipscomb University, courtesy of C12 Music City. 
We've got Dewey Green in the studio with us today. Dewey Green, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Glad to be here. Well, we're excited. Just to, you, you guys have lined up. You and Dwayne and Trent have lined up some incredible interviews for us. And uh, why don't you go ahead and just introduce our guest for today? Thanks, Jim. We are joined by Scott Smith, uh, who has been on our journey for about five years. Scott is the owner uh, and CEO of Enable Resources Group. Uh, he'll tell his story, but basically Scott's company serves those who serve others. Mm, I love that. Scott Smith, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here. We're excited just to hear how God's been working, but we always like to ask our guests this question. The sure. first question out of, the, uh, out of my mouth for every new guest is, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Um, came to be a follower of Jesus in a pretty unique way, really. Um, went off to college. Did not have any sort of background, really, uh, whatsoever. Uh, Got reacquainted with a friend that had been really good, close with in high school. Uh, He had a rough life. His mother had been married five times, all abusive. He was pushed out of a moving car while being carried in pregnancy with her. So he uh, he was an angry young man who Mm -hmm. was a bodybuilder and steroid abuser and all this. So just you can paint a picture in Mm -hmm. your own head. But he was my friend. A year older than me, went off to the University of Texas. I met back up with him at that point, began interacting with him. We're still friends, but something was very different. Um, It's a a story we hear a lot when when Jesus affects someone's life. They're not the same. He wasn't. I asked what it was, and he told me, and that meant nothing to me. (laughs) I didn't understand it at all. Hmm. Uh, So you asked him, what the heck's different about you? What is that? What's going on with you? You're different. And, and, and really what it was, was just a lot of the anger and the intensity was kind of out. He's still the same guy. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that began a nine month journey. We ended up rooming together and joining the same fraternity. And I would ask him every day, I would wear him out. What does this mean? What about that? I don't understand this. That doesn't make sense because somebody dying on a cross 2000 years ago seemed to have very little connection with what I was doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I, I just couldn't get there. But the one thing I could not get past was his life was changed and he loved well. And so that kept me sort of in that, uh, to make the story, um, shorter. Um, one night late at night in the spring, uh, I was by myself at home. Everybody else was gone. They were at a party or they were doing something. And for whatever reason, I didn't go that night. I had read the New Testament four times that semester, all the way through. Wow, that's impressive. Um, well, it, it, part of the reason I read it four times is it didn't make sense. And, and one of the things that show you how green I was, I kept saying, why do they keep telling the same stories? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I just read, had no concept that the Gospels, there was four different people. Sure. Yeah, so anyway, that's where I was. But I became really convinced uh, late at night by myself after having talked with him quite a bit and interacting with some other guys in the fraternity that this was true. Uh, that, that my life was not what it needed to be, even though things were going very well for me. Um, I kneeled down and I prayed a very simple, cause I didn't even know how to pray. I thought I had to kneel. And, um, I just said, I don't want to be one of those guys who says I'm going to be in the game and not. And I had seen people that I thought were hypocritical. So anyway, I, I just asked God at that time in the best way I knew how, um, I'm in, but show me I'm doing the right thing because I do not want to be that guy who says one thing and does another. That was about 3.30 in the morning. Uh, about 6.30 in the morning, my father was with my best friend's father and another man. They were flying a private plane from Houston to Fort Worth. 
um, and their plane crashed and, um, and they were all killed. And I had prayed specifically, show me that I'm doing the right thing. So at the very time that my hero uh, really mm-hmm. died three hours after I made that decision, um, and I was going to need God. It, it was just very interesting to me that for nine months I had struggled and fought and resisted. And mm-hmm. that night of all nights is when I said, Hey, I, I get it. I'm a sinner. I need Christ. I need my life changed. And so that started, you know, a long relationship that's, that's, uh, that's gone on. So it was, uh, it was a pretty dramatic entry into the life of Christ. Um, so, you know, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that in your story, um, you actually started a relationship with Jesus Christ in college, which a lot of people think that that, you know, that's a time of rejection, but you were seeking, Mm -hmm. you had a friend who honestly walked through it with you and answered your questions. He probably didn't know all the answers, but he walked through that with you and that, um, even that happened in a fraternity. I just, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those I think are interesting elements because we are very fearful often of what's going to happen in college, but um, having, you know, God used so many elements of that to bring together uh, life change for you. And I just want to celebrate that instead of be afraid of it. Yeah, I, that's exactly right. And I think the the authentic life of Christ that's lived through a believer is, it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. You can reject it, but you can't blow it off when you actually see it. And that's what happened to me because it wasn't easy during those first few years in the fraternity and trying to figure out who I was going to be in the world. Right. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I could not get past was the life of Troy and other people that I saw. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like I said, uh, you might choose to reject it, but you're, it's going to be really hard to blow it off because when you see what's real, it makes a difference. And same thing in business. Hmm. And when you read that New Testament, and a lot of times that it's the greatest inroad to somebody finding crisis, they just read, read his words it's pretty hard to get that out of your head. It is. And I, I read and I read and I read. And it, it's almost like until Christ sort of opened your eyes to that, um, you know, uh, those things were foolishness to me. Right. You know, um, but, but uh, he opened my eyes and that was, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Dewey Green, why? What, what was it about Scott Smith that you said, I want Scott Smith to be an interview today? Uh, the, 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 Jim, the thing that, that, my heart discovered in C12. I spent a career in healthcare where I had absolute separation. I had a spiritual walk in the church, and business was on was on the other side of the mm-hmm. equation. And frankly, the, the the two never crossed. What I discovered in C12 is really God has called us to be fierce about business performance, to capture every opportunity that He has placed before us, and in so doing, seek to live our faith out in the way that we lead and love others. And as, as we were contemplating who would be here, um, there's no one that I serve and support in C12 who more significantly represents that, a person who is uh, engaged, is attuned, it is fierce about his business, and loves Jesus every day. Hmm. Scott Smith, I know it's, yeah. it's tough for somebody to like build you all up like that. And, and, and you're like, ah, 
Come on, Dewey, stop. Exactly. But it's, I get it. I get it. But w- this is all about the work that God's done in your life. Because mm-hmm. all of that really cool stuff about Scott Smith is because of the work of the Holy Spirit and, and God's transformation of your life. So we recognize that. So we're not here to lift up Scott Smith. We're here to lift up all the incredible things that God has done. And so we're excited that God has done those things. Yeah. And one of the really cool things that God has done in your life is this. you're the president of Enable Resource Group, right. which is an IT solutions and technology company. Okay, so let's just start off with just the basics of what is Enable Resource Group? Enable Resource Group is is really an organization. Uh, our context is we sell IT services and consulting, and we outsource those things. But um, IT is boring, so it's way it more is, than that. It is, but it's, <laughs> I, that's our context, yep. right? And that's why I put it that way. Um, what we really are, we're a life change company. That's what we are. Our mission from day one has been changing lives by serving those who serve. So our primary niche that we serve is churches, ministries, nonprofit schools, those organizations that are every day having an impact on people and changing their lives. And one of the things I tell our people all the time is it's not about the computers. It's not about the technology. There are so many issues in this world. There are people that don't have anything tonight. They don't have a place to stay. They don't have anything to eat. They don't have water. There's young girls getting sex trafficked all over the world and in this town that you're Mm -hmm. sitting in right now. Mm -hmm. There's marital problems. There's divorce. Politically, we're separated more than we ever have. There's a lot of problems when you look at it in the world. And we want to solve all of those as believers. Our heart does that. But our little company of 40 people is not going to do that. Um, But what we can do and this is what Enable Resource Group is. It's a leverage play for us. We work with those people that all day, every day are focused on solving those issues. Um, so churches and ministries and schools and nonprofits that are dealing with those issues, if we can make them better, mm-hmm. if we can enable them, if you will, to do more with what they have, then we've had an impact on people. And ultimately, uh, we believe that the mission that God has put on our heart over the next 20 years is that through the partners that we serve, not directly with us, but through we serve, we would have a beneficial impact on a billion people in this world. And we think we can do that. You know, Jim, so this is the conversation that we've, we've on different occasions tried to communicate with our listeners about having kingdom impact and understanding that what you do, keeping those servers going, keeping the connection to the internet, whatever it is that you're providing, you're seeing that as a part of of working for the kingdom and in particular in this situation, because the end user, your, your customers are then perpetuating something for the kingdom. So I want our listeners to hear that because of the fact that a lot of times people don't see, well, how is being a CPA and keeping the book straight for a company, um, helping the kingdom? Well, because that nonprofit, that church, whatever, they have to have good books or they can't keep being who they are for the kingdom. So um, I hope that people can kind of internalize just that one thought and say, how am I a part of the kingdom? There's a lot of IT guys that would say, yeah, I'm just an IT guy. Uh, You're a managed service provider. You're an outsourced managed service provider. So you're reaching out into ministries across the country. Yes. and, And you're their remote IT support. So talk to me about how, I mean, you're, you're helping those ministries be more effective by keeping, you're enabling them, the Enable Resource Group. Mm-hmm. Find them online at enableresourcegroup.com. You're enabling them to be more effective, more efficient, uh, to not worry about their IT problems so they can focus on their ministry issues. But as an IT person, 
I know this because I've got an IT background. You have a lot of opportunity to develop relationships with those clients you're servicing, don't you? Oh, yeah, we absolutely do. And I think that that is the point that um, as an IT service provider, um, you know how technology changes. You've been there. And so one of the things that everyone struggles with, I got to get the right people here. And, and the second problem you deal with is I've got to keep the right people here. Mm-hmm. We don't have much turnover. The first employee I ever hired, Justin Smith in Houston, almost 17 years ago, still works with us. Mm-hmm. The second longest tenured person is 16. And we have 15 and 14 and 13-year employees. The first guy that we hired in Nashville is still here 14 years later. The same thing in Dallas. And, and the reason... So you're all over the place. The reason for that, we, we have offices in Houston, Dallas, and Nashville. The reason that that is, is not because I want to pound the table and look at what we've done, but our guys don't just say we're IT guys. The reason that they're still here is that they're connected to a mission saying, God's given me the ability to be an IT guy. And, and not everybody is on the same page spiritually either. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, a, that's an opportunity for us. But they don't see themselves as that. Even those that are not connecting as, as, as strongly with ministry organizations do see the work that they're doing. And so when they realize, I went to work today. And yes, I fixed problems and I worked on things. I freed up some money. I freed up some time. I enabled some processes. But the end result of that was life change. And, um, you know, that's affected our own family. And it's affected um, our people in our company. And so I think that's really what's important. Um, it's why I like the name of your company, by the way. I work for him. That's what I do. And that's what our people do, whether they realize it or not, all of them. You said it has affected your family. What do you mean? Um, when you go to work for an organization, you never know what the impact is going to be. And so we began working for some organizations. Let me preface this by saying we work with for-profit companies too. I'm not making a sacred secular divide. We've, we've made, um, we've made a um, strategic decision that we feel like we can have the greater impact by focusing most of our energies on on the ministries and nonprofits. Um, but some of the for-profit people that we work with are doing a great job. And Christ was concerned about, you know, the day-to-day Absolutely. things. Like he, he, I mean, he fed people, he clothed people, he, he healed diseases. And so he, that, he that's real stuff. He more time in the marketplace than he did anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't want that to get skewed. But yes. the way that it affected us was we, um, we worked with an organization, uh, several organizations that have done adoptions. And, and over time, we realized there's 147 million children right now that do not have homes, mm-hmm. that live in very, very difficult situations. And um, so a number of years ago, my wife and I were praying about that issue. And uh, long story short, we decided that, you know, God was calling us to pursue adoption in China. And there's a whole backstory to that. There's, there's quite an adoption culture in Nashville and there's resources and there's encouragement and there's connections that you can make. So that helps. And, um, so we began, we began to pursue that. And what we realized, um, and we began to pursue a little girl. Um, and what we realized is, um, a little girl in China, uh, like our daughter who is, um, well, she was born prematurely. A week after she was born, she was put in a field across from a police station, left there in a basket. She was found and put immediately in, in an orphanage where she lived for the first two years of her life and competed every day for food and attention and really not to be melodramatic, but survival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you think about it, if you are a female 
in China with a one-child policy. Yeah. She has a couple of little medical things, um, and you're left aside. You have no hope. You have no future. You have no plan. So here's this little girl, no family, no schooling, no nothing. And, and really their path is um, you get to be about 16, 17, 18 years old. If you have not been adopted by the time you're two or three, the chances of you being adopted just drop through the floor. So for a little girl like her, if she gets to be 16, 17, 18, we're crowded. You're out. They put her on the street. What is a girl like that going to do? It's hooking drugs and probably die before you're 20. Mm-hmm. That is their path. That's, that's not hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not her. That's awesome. That's not her reality anymore. Um, Shu Fong is now Kaylin Joy Smith. She's, um, She's seven years old. She's going into second grade in a couple of weeks. Uh, she has a father, a mother, a sister, or two sisters, a brother. She eats every night. She sleeps in her own bed. And so when you begin to work with organizations, you never know where it's going to lead you. Her life has right. absolutely changed because of the work we did in the marketplace. Because you're an IT guy providing managed services at Enable Resource Group online. That's right. You can find them at enableresourcegroup.com. And we are here courtesy of the C12 group right here in Nashville as they help put together a whole bunch of shows, C12musiccity.com, C12musiccity.com, and also courtesy of Lipscomb University. You can find them online at lips, C-O-M-B, comb.edu forward slash business. That's the Center for Business as Mission. You can go to school here and learn to build a business specifically mission-minded. And then when you get that business started, you can then, of course, join a C12 group and be surrounded by people who want exactly the same thing. Dewey Green, talk to us about C12. Why C12? Why is C12 the solution for many Christ-following business owners? Jim, when, when Scott was talking in the last segment, I was sitting here thinking about what Scripture says. God said to Abraham, God said, I, God, am going to create a nation through you. He didn't, didn't need Abraham to be an architect or a builder. He needed Abraham to be a vehicle. It's exactly what C12 is. C12 is a platform. There's nothing magical about C12. C12 is a platform where businessmen and women like Scott Smith, who are fierce about their business and have a heart for God, sit at the table and work with a single mindset on seeing God honored in the workplace. How has being a C12, you've been a C12 chair now for how many years? Uh, Three and a half years. Three and a half years. How has being a C12 chair, how has it impacted you personally? Uh, First of all, as as Scott has heard, my wife has heard, everybody's tired of hearing, it is the greatest joy I have ever known. Uh, It is my sweet spot. Uh, God radically rescued me in life. He, He drew me to him. He taught me to love him and to get to live it day by day, there, there is no greater joy. So when you look at, I mean, C12 is wanting to grow across the country. There's a desperate desire and need for men and women just like you that have a passion for investing their lives and their experience in others, both their spiritual experience and their business experience. Describe what it is about your experience that makes you a great chair, because you don't, you don't, it's not like you're sharing your wisdom, your wealth of wisdom all day. You're really a facilitator. So what is, the, what is the perfect mindset of that person that could become a C12 chair? I think it's really unique. I was asked that question very, very recently inside the C12 family. And I think there are a couple of things. And quite frankly, as I've said, Jim, it's not pretty. 
the, the positive side is you really do need broad, diverse business background so that you can sit at the table with men like Scott um, and, 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 be, and be respected at the table. Mm-hmm. But my greater, my greater attributes is we've really dealt with life. We've dealt with hard life issues, and it brings you to reality. But my greatest gift is God brought me to the end of myself. And it was at the end of myself that I discovered how rich and powerful and present God is. Uh, so I really believe, Jim, above all else, the number one, the, the thing that you need above everything else is you need to have come to the end of yourself. And it, it is there that you discover the true heart of God. Hmm. You're interested in becoming a C12 chair. Check it out online, c12group.com, c12group.com. And C12 is one of probably almost a thousand organizations that they're discipling Christ followers who are in their business or in their workplace and you're needed. There is a desperate need for people to disciple others in this country within the body of Christ. C12 group is just one of those opportunities. Um, the good news is if you want to be C12 chair, it actually pays. So, But what's fantastic is that this organization, it really is a blessing to the body of Christ. And I want you to check it out. You know, um, you said something, Dewey, that really, I think we've heard it over and over again in the sense of the the business owner or leader that realizes they get to a point where they're like, I can't do this on my own, or I shouldn't do this on my own. I need the Lord to be in charge. And that's when things really change for people. And, um, you know, that rings so true because once people realize that then god can do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine i think you have to come to the end of yourself to get there i was on the phone yesterday with someone who's looking at joining c12 and i'm taking this to heart and i'm going to carry this message he said i've gotten up every day put on my armor and gone out to fight the good fight and i can't do it anymore by myself And I'm going to hold that thought in my mind and repeat it again and again and again, because that's us. That's every one of us. Yeah. You brought into the studio today as we, you know, round the bottom of the half hour. A lot of people tune in. They haven't, maybe don't know who we're talking today. So why don't you reintroduce our guest for the day? Uh, we're joined by Scott Smith, who is the uh, president and owner of uh, Enable Resource Group, uh, a company through through the IT body uh, really serves those who serve others. Scott Smith, as you look at the IT world, and it's, it happens yeah. to be a world that I know some things about, and the sure. managed services world, something I know something about, you are dealing with, a lot of times when people call your help desk, your employees are dealing with people who, um, they're frustrated because things aren't working the way they expect them to work. Sure. You know, a lot of times when you're setting up new networks, that's fun stuff. Getting it fine-tuned, that's fun stuff. Uh, but when something doesn't work, you know... <laughs> And if you're doing Windows networks, you're dealing with Microsoft and things often don't work and then, <laughs> then updates come out and things don't work. Talk to us about how you train your team because not everybody in your team is a Christ follower, right? That's true. You got 40 people, you said. That's true, yeah. In, in three different cities, you said right. Houston, Dallas, and Nashville. That's correct. So you get people all over the country. Um, how do you train your people to live out their faith and their work as they help people in IT crisis mode? Well, I think, I think it all comes down to values. Um, you have to have values that, um, and, and we talk about our, we, we built our values very intentionally. Uh, we talk about them all the time. We teach them incessantly, um, and we fight for them. 
because every time you have a new situation come up, uh, you hire a new person, you get a new client, or even a new problem like you just talked about uh, uh, arises in their day, that value system is challenged. And so, you know, one of our values is service. And so we say that we enthusiastically go the extra mile. So we talk about what that means. And we talk about very clearly, look, people are going to call you not because they're having a great day. Right. They're mad. They're frustrated. <laughs> they can't get their work done. Their boss is going to be upset with them. And this thing should just work. And so they call. And so we need to, you know, again, we just talk a lot about who are they? And our role is much like Christ. We didn't come to be served. We came to serve. And we're going to give our life at work um, for those people. He came and gave his life a ransom for all of us. And so that value system then has to just, you know, uh, and, and so you can't just stick it on a wall and talk about it. So all of our values are derived from Christian principle. They're, it's truth. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your other values? Well, um, trust. You know, we're going to do what's in the best interest of others always. Relationships. People and relationships are first. We do not manage computers. We serve people. Mm-hmm. Now, as a role of that, we have to do that. Um, excellence. We pursue excellence every day. Teamwork. We give our very best to the team, whether we're feeling like it or not. Communication, obviously, is, is important. I mean, we, we put it this way. We communicate directly. That means if, if I've got an issue between you and me, I'm not going to talk to Dewey about it. I'm going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so directly, honestly, we're going we're gonna to tell the truth. But sometimes that means we're also going to tell hard things when they need to be told. We're not going to worry about they may be upset or they may be bad. We're going to tell the truth. Uh, so directly, <laughs> honestly, but then this is a big one, tactfully. Um, because there's a way to say things and when to say things and how to th- say things, especially when everybody's under stress. And then our last one is just often. We do not communicate. I, what, you've got business, marriage, ministry, it doesn't matter. I, don't, I think most of us have a hard time communicating as effectively as we can. And then our final one is humility. And we state that just by we check our egos at the door. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. And what I will often tell people when I first communicate that is, check your ego at the door and don't worry It'll be there when you want to leave. You can pick it back up on the way out. Um, and so uh, in, in developing all these, um, we, we realized almost without realizing that um, there's an acrostic there, stretch. And we, have, we have obviously have a stretch goal of, of impacting a billion people. So we talk all the time about if we are not implementing stretch values, we will not reach that stretch goal. So... But you can't just stick those on the wall and have a meeting and roll them out. A lot of people do that. It's a big to-do. And then you just get on back with work. But um, we talk about that all the time. So back to your analogy. Somebody has a really bad problem. They're just, rah, 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 and person's patient, calm. Then we will tell them, not, hey, good job with that. We'll say, hey, you went the extra mile with enthusiasm. You gave your very best to the team. You helped them out. So we constantly try to, you know, again, build it intentionally talk about it, teach what it actually means, what it looks like, and, and then fight for it. Because if you don't pursue it every day, th- there's entropy. Things, things will go south if we don't fight for those. Mm-hmm. So. You work in a world that, you know, again, the IT world has gotten significantly better. I mean, equipment today doesn't fail near as often as it used to, and mm-hmm. now there's all the redundancies are a lot easier to accomplish than they used to, but you're still dealing with people. 
how do you give your help desk people, your frontline people, mm-hmm. the, the people at the other end of the 800 number, do you give them permission to pray with people? Um, that's a great question. Um, Cause people are really uptight and sometimes yeah. they're screaming and they're angry and they're like, like you said, I'd like to use this as a boat anchor. I'm, fr- I'm frustrated. I mean, sometimes the best thing is just to step back. Do you ever give them, do you give them a chance to, to pray with people? Uh, it's an interesting question. I would not say I've given them permission. We've modeled that and mm-hmm. man, people have prayed with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our challenge has been, um, in some ways to be really clear about who we are, but also to give people room to, to grow within our own organization and not wanting to ever shy away from who we are, but also not going out of our way to make people feel uncomfortable. So I wouldn't say that I've said, Hey, if y'all want to do that, you can, I've modeled it. I've prayed for situations and people and other people Mm -hmm. in our leadership team do as well. Um, one of the things that is, is, is an issue for me, um, and again, it's, it's great to be in C12 because you're with other leaders and see how they do things. Sometimes Christians talk a good game about, hey, this is who we are. But then you look at business practices and they're really not consistent at times. And that's, that's disappointing mm-hmm. and it's hard. Um, and so what we've tried to do is we're going to model it and we're going to show you. We're not going to talk tons and tons and tons about specifically and I think what ends up happening is people see the truth of where you are. And if they, and some of the people, they haven't heard this testimony. If they ever hear this podcast, they're going to go, oh, uh, uh, okay, I see why we do what we do and how we do it now. And so um, that's, that's a challenge that we have of being overt, very clear. We don't apologize for anything, but we want to make sure that it's legit. Dewey Green. Dwayne Murray and Trent Messick, as these guys have arranged some amazing interviews all week long. Check them out online, c12musiccity.com. You can see all of their famous faces. But we're on location at Lipscomb University at the Center for Business as Mission. As I look at the, the door, I always have to look at the sign, Martha. I don't know why I'm having to look you know, at the sign You know, and what's really cool about that is it's within the College of Business. And so this is a, a place that's been set aside to actually well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that interview so people can really learn more about it. But um, the the concept of business as mission is just near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, we love that. Love that. And we're talking today with Scott Smith. He owns Enable Resource Group. It's an outsourced IT company, a managed services company. And he was talking about how his faith has impacted his company and how it impacts his customers. And we got Dewey Green here from C12 Group. Dewey, one of the things I want to deal with in this last segment is... C12 group, phenomenal group. You're, you're, you're teaching men and women, business leaders, owners and business leaders, how to um, walk with the Lord, how to walk with the Lord in business. But one of the things that I love about C12 group is that you're not just dealing with business and their individual faith. You talk about family and marriage as well. Why is that? Uh, because you cannot win in the workplace and you cannot win at church if you fail at home. What do you mean? It's also, it is also the most difficult place. It's easy for me to serve Scott. I get to see Scott in isolated scenarios. I get to see Scott periodically. I've been married 43 years next month. It is much, much, much harder to do that and honor that at home. One of the things that God has really revealed to me, say this to Jim and Martha both, is this. God called us. To lay down, God, God called men to lay our lives down for our wives. It's a human impossibility. 
It's fascinating. Fascinating that God would challenge us with something that's not possible. So what God said to me was, the only way that you can lay down your life for Jeannie, as I've called you to, is if you are one with me. So what God has revealed to me is I must be one with him if I am going to love Jeannie as God called me to. And that's true for every C12 member that I serve and support. So as we journey in business uh, and as we work shoulder to shoulder together, I personally seek to uh, make sure that's laid out and discussed and, and as Scott said, fought for because it's a war. It's a war and for us to arrive there, we must grow to be one in spirit. And it is so true. If there's a mess at home, you bring it to work with you. There's no way to to, to separate that. And if your life is a mess at home and you, as a business owner, you are going to mess up your business. Scott Smith, yes, how long has Enable Resource Group been around? Uh, 17 years. So 17 years yeah. in the IT world, you've seen things grow. Do you manage both PC networks and Mac networks? Yeah, we do. Um, as, as somebody and, who works and in ones the, that even do both where they got yes. iPads on PC networks and everything. Absolutely. Okay. With anytime you do a school or a church, you're going to have a lot of media oh, and sure. you're going to have yeah. a lot of that. So, so you, they will play well with others, but it's not easy. Right. Macs and PC. So you have to, do, but you have to be willing to. And everybody listening today has one opinion or another. So, okay. So I want to get back but to But we love you all. We do love you all. <laughs> That's right. And I have an iPhone, but I'm a PC guy, which is totally an oxymoron. All right. How as a business owner, and leader of Enable Resource Group. How are you protecting your marriage, your marriage of 28 years to Lori? How are you protecting that? Um, I would go off a lot of what Dewey just said, honestly. I mean, let me just tell you um, but, why but, I'm asking this yeah. question. Because I'm an IT guy. Yeah. So IT guys love to work late at night. In fact, it's so much easier to solve problems between midnight and mm -hmm. six than it is to do it during the workday because you can't ever get stuff done during the workday. So there's so much danger of working all the time as an IT guy. Yeah, it is. And I, uh, there's a couple things I would say. First of all, I am not a technician per se at all. Never have <laughs> been. So I help them and try to make sure they have what they need. So they will all be very glad to know that I'm not trying to do the technical work. But uh, <laughs> good Just be clear on that, right? <laughs> oh, and there's bigger guys that I work with that would keep me from doing that. So, But the, the bigger thing is just to realize what, the prime relationship that I have on this earth is other than my relationship with Christ. It's Laurie. Um, she is my best friend. She's my best asset. She is in, in all, and, and don't get me wrong. I fight with my friend. And so uh, we do have to fight for it, but I have to remind myself every day that that is important. That's the first thing I would say. And if I can keep that in front of me, then that, that helps. There's practical things you can do too. Um, Number one, I'm not going to work all night. I, it's a longer story than we have time for today, but I started uh, my, my business career after doing some campus ministry. I went to law school, and I was a, a civil litigator. I was a trial lawyer in Houston for about three years. That is a job where you literally can work all the time, and I became um, really impressed with the notion shortly after my first daughter was born, Caroline, um, I went into her room late one night and had been working a lot. I was caught up in a trial and I'd been working and it was successful and everything was great. I hadn't seen her for almost two weeks. Mm -hmm. I left before she woke up. I mean, little babies. Right. I, before she woke up, I was gone. And after she went to sleep, I came home. And uh, I went in one night and I looked at her crib. And you know how you got the slats in a crib, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 um, when I started that trial, she was three slats long. 
and I'm making these numbers up. I don't remember what the numbers were, but I looked after and she was five slats long. Mm. And I said to myself, what in the world just happened to those two slats? And I, I fast forwarded to a time when I, I literally in an epiphany, I saw a picture of her with a ponytail getting in the car and driving off to college. Like my son's getting ready to do and saying, not what happened to the two slats, what happened to 18 years? Same thing's true with my marriage. I don't want to be 10, 15 years from now and say, hey, we had a good business and we affected a billion people. But the one that I neglected the most was the one that God uniquely created for me. And that's my wife. So, um, you know, we don't want our people working all night. We, we, we want you to take your PTO. We, and, and it's, we're in this for the long term. So I'm not going to get all my work done today. I'm just not. So I'm going to go home and see my wife and see my kids and Probably my proudest achievement right now um, as it relates to work is that my oldest daughter, Caroline, who graduated college two years ago, she works with us now. She's, a, she's super smart, uh, and she's a marketing person and um, is doing a great job for us. But the fact that she, after growing up in my home, would be willing to actually work with me as a boss um, – means that somewhere along the line we set some of the right parameters and we had to fight for that 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 um running a business and being an entrepreneur is not easy it's hard because mm-hmm. there are problems every day but i left the practice of law because i saw i'm really concerned knowing myself that those kids are not gonna know me and want to work with me and my wife i want i love my i want her to be my i want one wife that's it's really That's all right. I want. So um, I think you have to be intentional about it. Then there's other practical things you can do, uh, and we all know these things, but people violate them all the time and get in trouble. Uh, I'm not going to have strong social contacts with women at work. I'm not going to travel alone with women. I'm not going to put myself in situations that, um, you know, if you're an alcoholic, going to a bar is not a good place to go. So if you're a man who wants to remain faithful, you probably don't want to put yourself in situations that could be tough. So. Right. I try to avoid that. You know, so um, it, it's such a great example and just ways to live that out because it's very easy to get distracted by what is around mm-hmm. us and not to keep those priorities in line. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. So, Jim, I think that um, I think it's been encouraging for people to hear that um, you can take any line of work and do it in a kingdom way. And mm-hmm. that's really what we're hearing, the heart of Enable um, Enable Resource Group group, um, is doing. So I'm encouraged by that and the fact that you're getting fed and challenged by C12. And that's what this beautiful relationship is, is being able to feed into each other and create an environment where you, your business can grow and give God the glory. Who's the perfect customer for Enable Resource Group? Uh, Perfect customer for us is somebody who sees technology as a tool to improve business or ministry. Uh, they've got some complexity. Um, so churches are really our, our primary focus in ministry organizations. We actually have, we haven't talked about this yet, but we have two divisions of Enable Resource Group. There's Enable Ministry Partners. Um, so EnableMinistry.com, and that's just churches. Right. Uh, because they have some real specific software and approaches and things that they do. So um, we created that for them. EnableTech.com is everyone else. 
same group, same leadership, same everything. But what we realized was a lot of our for-profit customers, we were too churchy for them. Mm-hmm. And, and our churches, we weren't churchy enough for them. And just in terms of the way we were expressing ourselves sure. in the marketplace. So if you go to a naval resource group, it'll, you'll, you'll, you'll be asked, are you a church or are you not? And if you are, you go to one of two other places. So, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Scott Smith with EnableResourceGroup.com. Really appreciate you being on iWork for him this afternoon. Thanks so much. I appreciate being here. Dewey Green, nice job. It's a, a, another great interview that you provided. How fun is it to hear this part of Scott Smith? It's terrific. And here's what Scott said. I heard it in a sermon recently. The pastor said, it is a battle of good versus evil. Who wins? And the answer is the one that you feed. Thank you, Dewey Green with C12. Well, with C12, musiccity.com. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.